one year, I kind of got an idea. You know, I want to try trap. I like to trap. I like to make lure, and I like to write. Where can it go from here? I would be able to spend more time in the woods. I was losing money hand over fish trapping, but I didn't care. Getting the traps out there is the hardest part, I think, with them. I would leave the critters in the back of my truck in the high school parking lot. We're going to set traps, like, no matter what. Some of these guys have trapped these areas for generations. We got through the fur boom. This is Northern Michigan. This is what you do. Trappers love being trappers in a positive light. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you know everything? This will be fun. Trying to learn something from these legends. Ask questions without asking questions. Volumes of Herb Lennon Game Magazine. Instruction from Herb Lennon. Herb Lennon's articles, the Herb Lennon ads. Two information, trapping radios. We are trappers on ourselves. To me, that's pretty important. All right, everybody listening to me? Develop a system yet that's working ahead of time to build big trapping. If you got very bullshit saying the trap, you got bog trap. They start talking about these big fans. Most of my tunes are coming from up top, not down bottom. Probably the best part of the country in the world. I don't get any better. Trying to set predator trash and trash waders. The back of that beaver looks like a sheer. You better edit this part out. Yeah, we better. Zach in person. This is Traffic Today. I'm Jeremiah Wood. Thank you for listening in. Great to have you here. This is podcast episode number 225. And we're brought to you by Cots Brothers Lures, K-A-A-T-Z-B-R-O-S dot com. Trap smarter, work harder, enjoy the success that follows. Cots Bros has a full line of trapping supplies, baits, lures, books, DVDs, trap snares, everything you need to get going on the trap line. Brought to you by Onyx Maps. Use your phone as a GPS on the trap line. Mark the trap locations, get landowner information, scout. And do just about everything you need to do right from your phone very easy with the Onyx apps. Go to onyxmaps.com and use the code TRAP for 20% off. And finally, we're brought to you by Trapping Today Lures. Uh, and I say lures, not just Trapping Today Store, because we're going to talk about lures and lure making tonight. I think that's going to be the topic. Hey, what's up, Land Cruiser? I am on uh, YouTube Live, so we're going to do a little... Uh, combo episode here a podcast and a youtube live stream uh, don't do that all the time uh, for folks that are listening in on youtube i have probably uh, uh, uh this is episode 225 and i think i've probably done i don't know 10 or 12 uh, actually on youtube so uh it, sometimes i do them sometimes i don't uh, as far as the youtube live if it's a topic that i you know i have to do a lot of prep ahead of time and it's not doesn't really work well with a bunch of interruptions and I do a regular podcast but if it's something like this I just I I had a topic I decided this morning um, when I was putting together uh, a bunch of trapping lure that uh, I was gonna I thought I'd do a podcast on it and it, it I thought it worked kind of well to have the live stream going at the same time so if folks want to talk and chime in and that's great so i uh, again didn't announce it or anything i just threw it up here uh we're a minute in we got oh eight people on here so uh, you guys are pretty good you just uh um you must get those notifications and uh, get right on at nine tuning in so that's great thanks guys land cruiser tell me uh how was neil olson's trappers weekend i heard uh, from the few folks that i've talked with that were there it sounds like it was pretty good sounds like it was a good time um, sorry to have missed it, but that's just kind of the way it goes. And uh, maybe, maybe one of these years I'll get back there. So, uh, for folks who are we're in convention season, uh, people are starting to think about trapping 
more. And uh, it's it's obvious that I'm seeing it with the orders on trappingtodaystore.com. Folks are picking up lure. Folks are, are buying uh, quite a few different things. I, the last live stream I did, there was uh, I had I'd show, showed some tan furs and had a bunch of people buy those buy tan furs. So that was good. I still do have those two Fisher pelts. So anybody that's interested in those, they're still available. Nobody has purchased them yet. So uh, get on that if you want the opportunity to get a Fisher pelt. It's not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna get any more until early next year at the earliest. So, um, yeah, just duck. Hello, stay in the background listening for a long time. Figured I'd say hi. Hey, what's up, Just Duck? Uh, good to uh, good to have you here. Great. Love people commenting in the live stream. So yeah, it's convention season. Uh, it's convention season i guess started early in the summer midsummer with uh, the nationals in ohio uh, and uh, the regional the state trapper association stuff is kind of going on right now so neil olson's new england trappers weekend was uh this past weekend i guess and it was uh you know that that was a combination of the northeast national trappers association uh, as well as the traditional new england trappers weekend that that goes on there and coming up for folks who are nearby to Maine, as one, I'm actually going to go to the uh, Maine Trappers Association Fall Rendezvous. That is September. I want to say it's, it's around the 15th. Um, I better figure that out because I'm I'm on the schedule to be there. Uh, I think it's uh, what 16, 17, 16, 17, 18, or 15, 16, 17 of September. It's in uh, Windsor, Maine. So, hey, Donnie Grover, what's up? Thanks for joining the chat. Uh, Land Cruiser says it was a it was a good time at Neal's, so that's good. So, yeah, uh, if you do have a chance and you're within driving distance, we'd love to see you. Uh, come on over and uh, we'll talk trapping. And, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do for my, my little spiel or my, my portion of the, the demos. Uh, that's that's uh, something I, I'm going to probably figure out when I get there. So, anyway. Oh, what else do we got? Uh, lure, lure and lure making. We're going to talk about lure making, I guess. It's a tough topic for me. Uh, I, I actually have calluses on my hands from uh, stirring and mixing lures uh, for hours. Uh, that's that's what I did kind of most of the morning this morning. And uh, trying to get loaded up with stuff and, and get ready for the season. Um, I... It's, it's interesting, Trent, when you actually sell a little bit of lure, you, you have to manage inventory and manage ingredients and keep everything up ahead of time. And it can be a, it can be a little bit of a challenge. So uh, trying to get ahead of it here and, and, uh, and making, I made, I made almost, you know, I've, I've made, I bottled a whole bunch here uh, a couple weeks ago, and now I've made a bunch more that I'm going to have to bottle here pretty soon. So uh, I thought I would get into the into the trapping lure and talk a little bit about about my my philosophy on on lures on trapping lure. Ah, uh, skunk essence for LDC Land Cruiser. Yeah, I'm always I'm always looking for skunk essence. I found a whole pile of it uh, a, f- a couple months ago, and. Uh, yeah, that's it's, sometimes it can be hard to get. It's, it the price went way up on it for a while and it's coming back down. But yeah, I'd, be, I'd love to trade skunk essence for long distance call for sure. Um, so anyway, my this is it's hard for me. So we got 
let's let's start with us in the trapping industry. Uh, everybody listening into this, and everybody that's everybody that traps. We have um, a number of folks who are the big time lure makers, and it's a business for them. Hey, Ottercat, what's up? Good to have you here. So you've got the Paul Dobbinses, the Mark June, the Clint Lockleers, Jeff Dunlaps, the Russ Carmens. You got a, you got a number of different guys that are just like you know they're in the F and T catalog. They're in all the different catalogs. Cots Brothers, and they are they are doing this and they are making making it a business. You've probably got uh, several, probably at least a couple hundred people who have lure making businesses that are much smaller businesses and they're more local and they might go to a couple of conventions uh, and they make a little bit of lure and it's probably it may or may not be very profitable um, it's more because they just love trapping and and they're into lure making and they want to sell a little bit maybe uh, to help help pay for the habit you know it's kind of it's kind of it, it's common you know it's common we a lot of us do that with the different hobbies that we have um, and then you got guys that are kind of uh, that never have sold any lure and have always experimented with it and are really good trappers and and they just are curious and they they want to know what works and what doesn't work and so uh, they they might formulate different lure uh, lures and and put things together and they could be something that's just a spectacular lure that nobody has ever even seen that the market has never seen they just use on their own trap lines um, so so there there's kind of like a a wide huge gamut of of folks in the lure industry uh, and uh, it is it is a very interesting business and the reason I, th I think that the lure business is one of the few things that has actually survived the uh transition into modern uh sort of in, into modern day technology if you will so and I, i'll give you a few examples to try to better explain this so back in the day back you know let's say when tom miranda was started trapping he had he was on with fur fishing game he had the video series uh, he was selling vhs tapes and they were flying off the shelves uh, that guy made tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars selling those VHS tapes through Fur Fishing Game. People people bought that stuff. Uh, that transitioned, VHS kind of went away, that went into DVD. But folks made DVDs, VHS tapes, DVDs, trapping videos that you could sell and you could make a profit. Um, you could sell them for 20 to $30. Some guys are getting $40, $50 for a DVD uh, trapping methods. And this went on for quite a long time. Uh, that era kind of ended. The same thing with trapping books. You could sell a little 20, 32-page book on trapping secrets and techniques, and you could make 20 bucks or 10 or 10 or 15 bucks. And people bought it. Um, as we've transitioned into the modern era, everything's online. Uh, every, you can go on YouTube, and you can get every trapping secret that there is out there. You can uh, watch all the trapping videos you want in order to catch whatever instruction that you're looking for. Um, there's a few folks that have branded themselves and are are really, you know, kind of have their own niche that 
you are going to pay. Uh, like Clint Locklear has a bunch of trapping videos that folks are still paying for to, to watch. And it's, you know, they'll, they'll buy them and download them online and, or watch them online. Uh, folks like that, that, you know, you know, there's a reputation there and you want to, you're still going to pay for it. But for the most part, if you want to learn how to trap a coyote, you're going to go on YouTube, how to trap a coyote. You're going to get hundreds of videos pop up and uh, the information is there. The books, you go on Trapper Man, uh, you search trapping today, whatever, how to do this, how to do that. Go from Google and you're, you're going to find the information. So you don't really need to buy that stuff. So there are a few folks that still do buy that and, and uh, f- to get that information. But for the most part, uh, there it's not a business anymore. You cannot make a living doing it. You can't even hardly make a profit doing it. That uh, that has is not uh, the case with lure. With trapping lure, people who are making trapping lure are still able to make some profit doing it. And there are uh, a couple of reasons, a few reasons for that. Let me check out the chat here. Uh, Dan and Judith and Dan Davis started making lure for friends of the channel. Southern Caster Beaver Lure, Alpha Delta Caster Lure. Every place tested her rocks. Judith and Dan, hey, Otter Cat. All right, cool. So anyway, a few things with lure. Number one, lure is a very high value per unit of volume. So it's something that can be moved around, can be shipped, can be taken to conventions. It's not like trying to sell traps or something um, that is heavy and is expensive to ship and there's not a lot of margin. Uh, There's a lot of value for a little bit of volume. A little bit goes a long way. Um, with, With lure, you can create your own unique brand of lure, your own unique formulation. And it nobody else can. It, it's very difficult for someone to duplicate that. So so you can have a, a unique niche, if you will. Uh, and with lure, there is an element of secrecy around what is in the lure. Uh, it, you don't see the ingredients listed on the label like you would in a box of cereal or something. So with tra- trapping lure has kind of survived the times in, in terms of that. Uh, the other thing with lure is a lot of people just don't want to go through the hassle and the work of, of making their own lure. So they just buy it from their friends or buy it from a guy they bought it from every year. Um all right, guys, Judith and Dan, 70 Land Cruiser. Uh, okay, moving on. So that's kind of where we're at in the lure industry. It, it's one of those things that's very attractive for somebody who wants to make a little bit of money to get into lure making because it's one of those things that you can actually still sell. And for uh, for somebody like me, it, that, that has kind of been a little bit of uh, uh, what has kind of nudge me in that direction of maybe selling a little bit of lure because it's something that you can actually do and and get you know make a little bit of profit with and uh it, it and it's one of the last few last things that we can actually do in the trapping industry that we can um maybe uh pay a little bit of gas money so anyway that's that's kind of where we're at in the business now where i am at personally is a little bit a little bit more challenging to to get into so 
my philosophy on lures is uh, a little bit different than a lot of what you hear in the trapping industry. I think that most of the, I'm going to be careful how I say this. There's a lot of hocus pocus in the lure industry. And I believe that there are no real secrets in lure making. And, and that can be a very controversial statement. Um, but if you actually look at all the people who actually know how to make lure and they have a, a decent quality lure, you could stack them all up on a table and you could pick randomly and you're going to catch essentially the same amount of fur in my opinion. Now there's a, there's a few lures that maybe you can more consistently catch, or maybe the uh, one might have a very tiny edge on it, but it, really overall, I don't think that it makes a difference. I think, uh, trapping success is all about finding the animals, having something that's going to attract them. It can be something very simple and that's it. Uh, putting in the work, making the sets, um, and Hey, what's up, Pennsylvania trapping and outdoors. So, that, that the, the struggle with that is how do you become a lure salesman when you don't really believe you, when you when you really believe there's a whole lot of focus pocus thank you internet veteran super chat five dollars that is awesome hey i appreciate it i do appreciate it very much i was just uh joking with my wife um that that uh i about trapper j i was watching trapper j's live stream from last night just for a few minutes here earlier tonight and uh, it's pretty amazing i said uh, i need to start taking shots because these guys are paying this guy a ton of money <laughs> to watch him get drunk uh but anyway yeah it was that was kind of fun to watch for all yoke trapper what's up um our cat all right guys getting in the chat thanks for guys for tuning in this is great so anyway how, how do i how do i sell lure when i i i really think that like 90 percent of the actual lure s selling is kind of bs and how do I uh, how do I market things? Because I, I know that a lot of people are very successful and they do an incredibly good job at uh, differentiating their product from the others. Oh, PA trapping and outdoors, five bucks. Thank you very much. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and so, so folks are marketers, they're good marketers and I've re never really been a good marketer. That's, that's a, something I'm just not into. I'm not good at. Um, and I, I can't tell you that my lure is the best lure out there because I don't believe that. Um, and I don't believe it's a bad lure either. I don't, it, you know, it may be the best lure out there, but I don't know. Um, and, and so, uh, Judith and Dan put out a great video using your lures on test sets, uh, I apologize. I haven't watched that. I really don't watch much YouTube. Uh, and uh, I would love to hear, I was going to ask you how that lure worked out for you. If you don't mind putting in the chat um, what your general overall impressions of it were, that would be great. I'd appreciate that. So anyway, um, how does a guy that is is kind of not sold on this whole idea of this magical lure and all these secrets, uh, how, how does that guy actually get into lure making? Because I'll tell you right now, there is uh, there are a series of books that if you read these books, 
and you practice and you test things and you go back and forth, um, you will learn how to make lures very quickly and very easily. And this is the best one, uh, Russ Carmen's Musk Mystery and Misconceptions. So um, there, there is some information out there on lure making that you can get. There's also a lot of things that are like, um, and so you, you kind of have to pull out what's valuable and what's not and try to try to figure that all out. Uh, and, and even among lure makers, you're going to find that there's a bunch of guys that disagree with each other on this stuff and you get them aside and you talk to them face to face and they'll tell you that like, yeah, you know, I don't really, I don't buy that. Or the other guy says, yeah, this guy, you know, I did, I don't believe in that. Or I, I, he doesn't believe that, but I know it is, I know it's true and this and that. So, um, it's, it's a really tough game, but I, I do think it's a lot of magic and hocus pocus. Uh, Castellur stays where you put it. It's very attractive on raccoons also. Um, so there's a little bit, uh, yeah, there, I know what you, I know what it is in that. <laughs> so I know what it is in that, that you're talking about. Um, and the funny thing is, so when I made my long distance call, so let's get, go back to like, so lure basics to me, basics of lure of, of being a good lure maker is just having good quality ingredients, testing things out, understanding what goes with what, you know, chemistry wise and, and, and what ingredients work, what ingredients complement each other versus what ingredients don't really help each other out uh, at all. And then just doing things consistently, using good quality ingredients and making a consistent product. It's pretty simple in my opinion. So, so that's the basics. Um, so how did I get into this whole thing? How did I get into lure making? So there was actually a uh, a situation where I could not find a lure that worked for my particular trap line. And I'm here in northern Maine, uh, Martin and Fisher trapping in November, a little bit of December. And we have just these wildly fluctuating conditions where we go from um, from warm. You could be. I, I was 70 degrees checking Martin traps uh, two years ago. It can be down to zero degrees or or 10 below. Um, or it, you know we got wind, we got calm, we got rain moves in, we get snow, we get freeze, thaw, ice, everything. It just it you don't know what's going to hit you that time of year. And I was just going through all this lure, and I, I was looking basically just like a long distance call lure, a skunky type lure, uh, like um, oh shoot, I forgot how to pronounce your name. Uh, spell it if you don't mind spelling out for me. I'll, I will I will pronounce it. Um, guy from uh, from Bethel, Alaska. Um, good to have you here. That's awesome to see you. Um, there's a couple other guys from Alaska. I'd love to see you on here. If if you were on, that would be just great. But uh, no, uh, I, no advance notice here with the live stream. So anyway, um, I so I was using stuff. You know your typical like your your Cavens Gusto, really good high quality lure. Um, John Chagnon's uh, Martin lure. Uh, what I use, I use Milligan's LDC. But the problem was the stuff was not holding up to the weather. 
and I'd put it out there and unless I built a shelter over it to keep it from getting rained on and, and the freeze and thought mom mom tuggy thought mom 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 tuggy luck yes <laughs> thank you uh it's awesome uh, it's awesome to have you here i appreciate it um i don't know if you ever emailed me though you gotta send me an email jrodwood at gmail.com j-r-o-d-w-o-o-d at gmail.com um tuggy yeah <laughs> all right so um so so i i knew there was one lure that would work for those situations because I used it in Utah when I was trapping Martin. There's a guy and his name, I, Scott, Scott Phillips, maybe. And he made this lure called Martin Mag, Magnum Martin. Yeah, I think it was called Magnum Martin. It was a, it was a grease-based lure and it, it just held up really well to the weather. And I had a little bit of it. I think I had a little bit I brought back to Maine and I used it and I ran out and all that. And, and I was trying to buy it and I couldn't find it. And his website was old and outdated. And I got frustrated and I said, okay, I got to figure out how I'm going to make this lure. And so I started experimenting. It actually took, it probably took a good two years. And once I started and I got hooked up at Cots Bros and I started like trying all the lure ingredients and I started learning a lot of this stuff and reading the books and watching the videos. Um, I, I got to the point where I, I, I was going to make this work and I was going to, I was going to make a good quality lure out of this whole situation. And that's how I ended up with my long distance call. And so the long distance call and, and it took me, like I said, like two years, I tried, I don't know how many different bases I tried for this thing. And I, you know, like uh, Vaseline, I tried Vaseline and it worked great for like the first day. And you went back the next day and it was crusted over and the scent was gone and it would not, there would not disperse odor anymore. Um, I tried lanolin and lanolin would work great until it got below freezing and it would so get just completely solid and it wouldn't do anything. You could not move it hard as a rock. Um, and so I finally got the right base and then I got, you know, of course the skunk is easy. The, you know, the skunk essence, uh, it took a while to actually figure out the skunk, uh, the proportion of skunk essence to use in this lure, because that, that was a challenge. Um, and I will say, I want to announce this right off right now for the YouTube guys and for folks on the podcast, because for those who don't listen all the way through, um, this I, I, the, the prices trapping today I've got all the lures available right now and the prices have gone up. Inflation is just killing things. Everything, all my stuff has gone up, uh, considerably the, the majority of the ingredients, uh, the bottles, everything else, the shipping. And so, uh, prices are up, but I did, uh, provide a discount code and let's see, it's called lure 10 L U R E one zero so if you get the if you type in lure 10 when you check out trappingtodaystore.com you're going to get 10 percent off of all the lures just to kind of give guys a break with the price increase um these the four ounce lures are going to be 30 dollars for four ounces free shipping that's shipping included um and so basically you know it cost me like six bucks to ship it so 24 25 bucks um if if i see you in person um it's going to be it, that'd be 25 probably so, um, 
And the other thing I did was people, that predator pack was just insanely popular last year. So I had long distance call, predator, and uh, predator plus. Those three, uh, really good combination for the trap predator trap line. Um, and I, I provided those three, that would be a $90 package of lure right there shipped. Uh, that's 75 if you buy the th all three of them. So you get $15 off there. So check them out, trappingtodaystore.com. Uh, um, someday when I get 10,000 subscribers, I can connect my YouTube uh, to my uh, store, to my Shopify store, so you guys can uh, just buy right through YouTube, through the YouTube videos. But right now we're going to have to type it in. Sorry, type it in, trappingtodaystore.com. And, uh, and check those lures out. So limited time, Lure 10, L-U-R-E, number one zero. I get that up for the next 10 days, I believe. So, so check that out. Buy some lure while you have the chance. Okay, so where was I with the long distance call? Um, yes, yeah, so, so skunk essence. So trying to figure out, like, skunk essence is expensive. It's very expensive. And, and I'm using pure quill, um, not cut with anything, not, no... Uh, you know, not tinctured or anything, just pure quill skunk essence in here. Uh, very strong, very expensive. Internet veteran, I judge lures like baseball bats. If I feel confident with it, it'll work for me. Not scientific, but confidence. You're absolutely right, Internet veteran. Thank you for the $5. I really appreciate that. Um, okay, so I'm going to, because of that comment, I'm going to uh, pin a link at the top of the chat. How do I do that? I'm not a pro here. Um Okay, somebody might have to give me a quick uh, tutorial on how to pin a link to the chat. Um, do I just, do I type it in here and then, and then do something with it? Let me try. Sorry for folks listening to this podcast later. Okay, I'm going to type the comment. Oh yeah, look at that. Now I pinned it. It's been, all right, sweet, awesome. Um, okay, and I'm also going to pin promo code for 10% off. Thank you. Okay, so Internet Veteran, I got to get back to you for that um, comment. So I, I, I'm i going to go off, and by the way, there's 25, 26 folks on here uh, Give a little more thumbs up. I'd like to see a few more of the thumbs up. That would be great to help more people find this video. Uh, Mr. Carmen's Canine Call, number one commercial lure, several government study. Yes, I, I absolutely have seen that. Seldom fails. What's up? Seldom was one of the guys that tested uh, some of my lure too. So, um, and, and it was great to have feedback from you as well. So I, I just a quick little story, a little side tangent. I was... Uh, in Montana, I was a, a biologist there for five years, and I I got into fishing. Guys I worked with just were really good fishermen. Uh, one one of the my closest guys that I worked with fished for uh, about a hundred days a year, and I thought that was incredibly impressive. Hundred days out of three sixty five, he was out fishing. He worked full time. Well, his buddy fished two hundred days a year. He was a, a full time fishing guide, and on his days off from guiding, he fished. Um, but this guy is probably, in my opinion, he's probably one of the best fish, fly fishing guides in Montana. And his uh, his most common saying was fish with confidence. Fish it with confidence. And a lot of times what he would say is, 
he he'd be out there uh, guiding a, a a sport. I call them sports. Hey, thanks for the thumbs up, guys. Appreciate it. Um, and guy would be out there casting to a run where there's you know full of trout, and he's not catching anything. So he goes over to Andy, this guy, and uh, he gives him his thing, and he has says wants apparently when you're when you're guiding. When you're on a guided trip, you don't even have to tie your own flies on. So he'd give that over to him and say, you know, tie me another fly on. And a lot of the time, Andy would cut that fly off and he'd tie the same fly back on the line. And the guy would go back out and he'd have that confidence like he had a new fly that was going to work. And he'd fish hard and he'd pay attention and he'd see the strike and he'd catch fish. And so... Really having the internet that was an excellent comment. Just having the confidence is, I think, more important than whatever lure that you have in your hands. Um, so that is that is an excellent point, and that goes right to my personal philosophy. So anyway, um, one of the things about quantities, figuring out quantities. So th- this lure, there are seven ingredients plus the base, the long distance call, which is my most uh, popular selling lure. I think the name sells it because people think, oh, man, if I use this, I'm going to be able to get animals from further away. Hey, Iowa Trapper, what's up? You are the uh, Thousand Coon guy, right? I've seen a, a few of your videos. You, I'm incredibly impressed by you. I appreciate you listening in. Um, okay, so. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, good deal. All right, it seldom has got a YouTube channel. See, I, my problem is I, don't, I, I, I put up videos, but I don't watch them. I don't watch other people. I, I apologize for that. But anyway, um, I'm going to just give you a quick little story on this. And I don't mind if you guys get a bunch of stuff going on in the chat. and I can't keep up with it. I'll just keep going and, and, and have you in the background. So uh, it, there's six, seven different ingredients in this, including the skunk essence. And I think it's a it's a very popular lure because people think it's e- going to be easier. I'm going to get animals from a longer distance uh, because it's a long distance call, right? And uh, that's really not. Uh, I'm going to get into that. If, I don't know if we'll have time tonight, but that's that's kind of really counterproductive in a lot of ways because uh, I know guys. A lot of guys in Alaska won't even use skunks. Skunks are they don't even have skunks in Alaska, as far as I know, at least not in the interior. And the it's it's kind of sometimes some people use it and have luck with it, but some people it's just such a foreign odor that it doesn't really do much for them. So um, I think in a lot of cases, folks are using this, and there are they're using it when it's 50 degrees out, and animals are coming in and stopping way before they even get to the set because the scent is so strong. Um, and you're really just overpowering it. And I've had several people, podcast listeners that have talked to me and, and said, had, you know, um, well, not with my lures, but with other lures and said, I had this issue and that issue. And a lot of times the issues, is you're just using a little too much lure. So you got to understand what to, how much to use. And uh, at the same time, you want the lure, you want someone to have value uh, in what they buy. If they're buying four ounces of this for now, it's 30 bucks shipped. Uh, you want you want to have, have to pack a lot of punch so that they, if they want to use just a little bit, they can use a little bit, but it's going to go a long way. You don't want to be, I guess, you know, cheaping out on people, whatever. So um, I developed this independent of anything else that was on the market, and I used what worked, and 
I tried to put the best quality ingredients at the right proportions. And it, it, this is an interesting lure, so I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. But first I want to say I, I have to comment on this because I talked about the overall trapping industry. And I'm not going to mention who it is, but I'm just going to tell you I, I gained a little bit of confidence here because I had this lure, and I, I don't know, I'd, at the point, at that point I had, I don't know how many I'd sold, but it was, you know, it was pretty minor, pretty, pretty small number of sales. Um, and I, I was wondering how that stacked up, but I never really used a lot of other lures. I, at least with skunk, cause I've got long distance call. Why do I need to use uh, other folks long distance call lures or their skunky lures? But I bought a guy out, uh, had a bunch of trapping supplies for sale and I, I, I purchased everything as a big lot. I wanted the traps and I got the traps, but I had a bunch of stretchers uh, and all kinds of other stuff. And with it came a big selection of lures. And it was obvious he'd just gone through the F&T catalog and got the most popular stuff that was there. And so I had this long distance call lure that I've never used, but it is, and I, I'm not going to tell you the name. It's probably, it's, it's one of the top three long distance call lures in the trapping industry. And I was going to put it up. I put all the rest of the lures up on eBay and sold them um, just because I, I didn't really need them. I kept a few actually. But um, this one I just kept looking at on my shelf, looking at it, looking at it like, oh, geez, I, I really want to see what's in there. I want to see what it smells like. And so finally I opened it up and, and, uh, and I gave it a good whiff and I gave it a good more whiff and I kept sniffing it and sniffing it. And, and uh, it was – it was probably, it was less than half of the potency of, of this lure. And so that kind of gave me a, a little more confidence that, okay, you know, because everybody was saying, oh, this stuff, it'll explode, it'll blow you away. It's so strong, so powerful, long distance, everything. And uh, it, it wasn't really all that spectacular. So um, it, ga- it gave me a little more confidence that I, I you know, there's, there's a lot of punch packed into here. So um, let's go back. I'm going to catch up on the chat here. Yeah, guys talking about skunks. Uh, Seldom's coyotes love skunk. Um, herbs and spices. Hey, right on. That's a good way to go. Little goes a long way, Judith and Dan. Yes, absolutely. Especially if the weather's a little warmer. When the weather's cooler, I find that I like to use a little more. Uh, Jay's live. This is too early. Too loud, too early. Yep, absolutely, uh, Iowa Trapper. You, you got to be careful early. Rolling it, I've, I've never had that because with this lure, I recommend folks always put it up above the set if you can. Um, a lot of your videos, I've got Savvy Canine, been a big help. Seldom. So Iowa Trapper says, everybody thinks new is always better. A lot of old traps, lures that still perform great don't always need the newest, best thing. Right. Uh, hey, Nathan, what's up? Nathan Lafort, uh, stoked I caught you. Yeah, that is that is uh, great to have you on here, man. Yeah, just ship some lure. Did you get your lure yet, Nathan? Um, he was at, he does uh, he does some Martin and Fisher trapping there in uh, in New York. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to hearing how I was going to, I was thinking about something with you, Nathan, though, I got to tell you. And that is right along the lines with what we're getting at right now. 
so you you got the long distance call and you got Predator Plus. Um, but I I would say that, and I almost I almost thought about switching. <laughs> I almost thought about switching out on you, but I really if it was me I would go with Predator because I I was thinking you know maybe you might you might find that you're a little over on the skunk. And so, so Predator Plus has, it doesn't have as much skunk essence as Long Distance Call, but it does have a pretty strong skunk odor. And Predator, um, it's the one that Seldom Fails has used, is, is everything that Predator Plus is without the skunk. And this has a lot of calling power. And what I've found is, is I've been very successful using this for Martin and Fisher. Um, and so, so what I'll do is, is I'll do a little bit of skunk above the set and I'll put this in the box where I'm trapping with those links exclusion devices. Um, and, and, uh, I find that it is extremely accessible. So this, this lure has a lot going on. It's a very complex lure. It's probably more complex than it needed to be, to be honest with you, but it's got a food base. It's got, uh, uh, it's, uh, pretty heavy with mink glands so it's a very strong uh, gland component of from mustelids and mink glands are are popular for any species really of any predator um, it has uh, beaver uh, beaver oil sacs um, are are part of the base and you've got you just there there's a number of different ingredients here that are very attractive but when you got skunk you got to be careful with it because um yeah, okay, so Seldom Fails says, uh, skunk gives lift to the other lure ingredients. Yes, that is correct. So so the thing with skunk essence is it's very volatile. Um, it is, it's light, it, it disperses very quickly in the air. And so when, when you put a lure out there um, and it's got skunk essence in it, it's going to just explode and it's going to go, it's going to drift for a long ways. The problem with volatile odors is that they disperse quickly and so over time they are not they become much far less attractive far less uh, you can't you just can't smell them. the odor's gone and so it, if you have um, you know you have other ingredients with the skunk essence. I know a lot of guys just mix skunk essence with Vaseline and they'll get their lure and, and that's kind of what I wanted to avoid because I wanted to have well I wanted to have a couple things going on but first um, I didn't want the skunk essence to just go away in a few days and then have not really much there um, that's left. But I also wanted to have, um, say the skunk essence attract, attracts an animal to the set. I want a little bit else, a little bit of something else in the lure that's going to interest that animal rather than just skunk. And I think that probably gets us to circle back into the uh, the whole skunk idea and, and using skunk essence. Um, PA, I got my skunk essence I trapped last year still in my freezer. Is that how you store it? Uh, you do not need to store it in the freezer, but it's a good idea if you want to keep the scent down. <laughs> the skunk essence is not going to go bad or anything. It, um, it's just uh, a matter of the, the only really issues with storing it is trying to figure out how to keep it uh, from from bothering everything else and so the, uh, the first thing never store it in plastic because it will corrode it'll melt plastic um, it will corrode a lot of stuff you you want to have a a good 
metal lid on whatever jar, probably a glass jar, a glass jar with metal lid. And then you put tape around that. You probably put, put that in a larger container with a bunch of dirt to keep the scent out, cover that container, put tape around that. Um, when I ship all my lure, I vacuum seal it. Uh, anything, uh, long distance call and predator plus get vacuum sealed. Uh, so when, when it arrives, the U S postal service doesn't have a clue that, uh, there's something there because when I started selling trap and lures, I learned very quickly. I uh, had a, a couple of orders that got sidelined by the postal service, thinking there was something fishy going on, and uh, it was the skunk that was leaking out a little bit. Um, you can smell my first shed light. Yeah, Autocat, uh, my mailman hates my guts. Yeah, well, if I promise you, Nathan can attest to this, and most other anybody else that's ordered my lures can attest to this that uh it, it is vacuum sealed and the back the vacuum bag was never in the fur shed and uh, you will not smell it um it is it's very odor controlled if you buy lures from me but i bought so many lures that i've had issues that shows up at the post office and on the weekend and they call me and say you need to come get this immediately um it's stinking up the whole post office they do not like it uh, Land Cruiser waxes the top of the jar. Absolutely, that that a lot of people have done that, and that really helps. Uh, separate the wax out of the essence. No, he's talking. Um, if I'm reading you right, Judith and Dan, he's talking about um, dipping the outside of the jar into to wax and letting that uh, cool. And and, uh, and so as soon as you take the, you, it's not going to touch any of the essence. Uh, PA trapping. I leave the mustard in my essence. Yep. Um, rocks on Nathan. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Okay, so a skunk. One guy uh, pointed this out to me at, at some point, and it, it really was a um, it really was an eye opener for me. Um, fat the pure quill, juice the yeah. So I don't know about you guys, but for me, all the skunk essence I use the mustard is separated. Um, I just use the the straight stuff. Okay, so um, the maybe I don't know if I fully describe this this whole idea of skunk essence and volatility uh, properly. So I I guess the thing that I don't like about it is I I kind of want a lure I want a lure that's going to last a long time at the set and the the skunk the skunk essence alone is nice um, and it does you're right it does carry those other ingredients um, along with it um, but it does go away and and for I've kind of figured out I've had several people that have bought my long distance call and have said that it, it lasts longer than anything they've ever used before and I think that's part of the you know the whole idea of the grease base for some reason it allows it's waterproof um, but it doesn't seal up like like something like Vaseline. It doesn't crust over like that does. And so it allows dispersal of that lure for a long period of time pretty consistently. And, and it's not like if you just pour a liquid skunk onto a base or on, onto some cotton or, or sheep wool or whatever, you know, that's going to go. But for some reason, the grease just seems to disperse it um, over a, a pretty good steady period of time. 
but no matter what, the skunk essence is going to need to be refreshed at a set. I mean, you know, seven days maybe, uh, depending on your weather and, and what you're, you're looking for. Um, maybe five days for some people, maybe 10 days or two weeks for others, other situations. But you're going to have to refresh it. Either you're going to add new lure or maybe you're going to go over and you, you take the glob lure that's above your set and you kind of take a little stick and stir it around and kind of expose more of it and get the odors moving a little more. But um, I think I think skunk, I think we need to think a little bit more about skunk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop into the uh, chat here little bit good to know try essence and caster and sack oil is a long call that is at pa that is a really good idea it's a real good idea um good for cats already just caster and caster mix so so beaver caster is, is pretty much the best lure ingredient that you can find unfortunately it's incredibly expensive um, and i do have some beaver caster lure that i'll talk about later on but let's talk skunk so skunk essence has been in where I'm at. It's like the go-to. Absolutely, you know, skunk. Anybody that's Martin trapping, they got skunk. And basically, we joke about it because you could just drive around with your windows down on your pickup in the woods out here, and if someone else is trapping, you're gonna know it. You're gonna smell their sets. So <clears throat> it's it's pretty pretty consistent. Um, so what does that mean? It, it one of the things a guy commented to me uh, a few years back that really got me starting to think. And he said, you're putting skunk at every set, maybe a quarter mile apart. So every quarter mile, this animal is smelling skunk. At some point, doesn't that skunk really start to get old? Um, don't you think they might want a little something different? You know, the whole novelty of skunk essence, is that going to wear off? You know, you're going to have an animal, Fisher. You know, I've seen Fisher travel five miles straight down a road without without getting off. And they smell here. They smell skunk. They smell skunk. They go into a spot. They go into another spot. They go into another spot. At some point, does that skunk smell just, some? is it something they just brush off? Because it's nothing new. Um, it could be that every time they go to skunk, there's food, so they're trained to go go get at it, maybe. But um, I, I don't know. I, I've thought about that quite a lot. And uh, to be honest with you guys, I have, over the last couple of years, I have started um, using a lot less skunk. And I have, until things get really cold, when things get really cold here in December, and we get a bunch of snow on the ground, and, and you just can't get odors to disperse. Um, I'll put skunk at almost every set at some point. But um, early in the season, the, the last two years, I've used very little skunk essence. I, I haven't used my long-distance call in a lot of those sets. Um, I've just uh, relied on skunk-free lures, and I've had just as good or better success. And so um, I think we need to be just kind of second-guessing ourselves a little bit on you know, is is this one one ingredient going to be uh, everything that's going to solve our problems? Maybe we got to step back a little bit. And um, the other thing to think about is if you're trapping in an area where you have competition and other trappers, um, and they're using skunk too, uh, you know, how do you dif differentiate yourself um, and your lure 
uh, to get that animal to go to your set instead of the other guys. So things to think about. Seldom fails. You think maybe it's the base that skims over and seals off the skunk. Well, yeah, that was the when I was using Vaseline when I was first trying this lure. The the Vaseline sealed sealed off the skunk for sure. And the the base that I'm using now absolutely is is uh, much better with that. So so anyway, that was kind of how I got into the whole long distance call thing, um, and that was the only lure that I had for um, for a very long time was was this long distance call and I sold it and I sold I don't know I didn't sell much but I sold it every year for a few years and it, and it was very popular and um, I started kind of branching out a little bit and so I, I've never really developed a lure that I didn't have a direct need for and so you know a lot of you look at most lure makers and they have uh, a whole line of every species has a a specific lure for this species that species and that's really if you're gonna if you're a good salesperson that's the way to do it because people say i want to go trap raccoon this year i need a raccoon lure go to this guy big this popular name lure maker got a raccoon lure boom sold um i i feel that uh, there are so many lures that work for so many different species that it's really hard to say this is a specific species lure and that's why this is that's why predator is just named predator predator lure because um, I had guys from all over the country test this and this this was very very effective with on coyotes fox bobcat martin fisher every, you know all of the predator species out there um, I don't know if anybody tested on mink necessarily but I, all the land predators I mean this thing was just dynamite and so um, I, I just you know I, I could take an ingredient mix a little make a little different here and a little different there and make six different ones of these and have one for each species it's just it's just not I'm not really into it um, so anyway that is that is with um, that is the reason that I have a limited selection of different lures so I got long distance call we talked about that um, the other thing that I was looking for when I was Martin Fisher trapping was early season, long distance call, didn't really cut it. Um, a lot of times I was using like beaver meat or I've started using fish, which the guys up in Alaska really got me into. And that is um, a little well-kept secret because nobody else up here seems to think that fish works for Martin and Fisher. It's awesome. It works really good. I promise. Um, if you've seen my videos, you've seen that I've had better success with fish the last three years than I've had with anything else. Um, uh, but, but beaver meat, fish, um, whatever bait I had, uh, it just, it just wasn't doing the trick. And so I know that those mustelids this time of year, it early season, when it's still warm, they're not really hungry. They're not really looking for meat. They're not really looking for fat, which beavers are fatty meat. When it gets cold, they just go after it like crazy. Um, fish really oily. If you have a really oily fish, work great in cold weather. But these animals are feeding on nuts and berries. For a Martin, you'd be surprised. I opened all kinds of Martin stomachs for, for a few years, and it's amazing how much they were eating that was not voles and uh, mice and rabbits or squirrels 
you know, they were eating a lot of berries and a lot of beech nuts here. So I thought, well, what am I going to, I got to do something to imitate uh, more of a, a fruit or a mast type of food to try to get those animals in early in the season when they're not really interested in meat. They're not, skunk's not going to do anything for them. And so that's, that's when I came up with this uh, lure sweetness. And this is kind of like a change up lure. So I've used it uh, early on in the season and it is uh, a mixture of strawberry oil, anise and honey. And, and with, with the grease waterproof base works really good. Uh, and so that was my whole intention of it. And I, I sold it as that, as just kind of an early season Martin Fisher uh, lure. And, uh, you know, probably attractive to other critters. Then I started getting all kinds of feedback. Like, man, I'm using this for raccoons and DPs and it's working great and, and all this. And so folks have used this for all kinds of other, other situations. But that's kind of how I ended up with that lure. Um, the next lure... So predator, it's a predator, predator plus. And uh, so that was, so so we we go into the long distance call. This was a lure that was uh, really loud with skunk, but it also had a bunch of different musks uh, in order to add, uh, increased attraction at uh, close range. And what I noticed actually was that uh, when the skunk essence wore away, and that volatile skunk kind of moved out, you go up to that lure and you could still smell all of the different uh, other ingredients that were still attractive to animals. And so um, that was that was pretty exciting about that. Um, but the fact is, this is a bunch of essential oils uh, with, with skunk and a, and a grease base, but it didn't really have the, uh, the, the gland component. And that's something that I felt I felt that I was missing with a lot of my trapping. Um, the thing that that really uh, the thing that really stood out for me was I was I was using I was having a lot of issues. So so for folks that aren't familiar with main trapping, we had uh, incredibly draconian regulations placed upon us because of Canada Lynx becoming uh, listed as threatened under the Endangered Species Act, and we are no longer allowed to use body grip traps um, anywhere on land unless they're inside this box, this Lynx exclusion device. And so the box, uh, your trap is 18 inches minimum from an opening. The opening is typically going to be 4 inches by 4 inches. Um, and there are other designs, but trust me, it's it's it, for folks that aren't familiar, it's complex and it's difficult. And basically, a lot of people call them fisher exclusion devices because uh, they exclude a lot of fisher and in some cases exclude marten. So what I was finding was animals were coming in. They were smelling the long distance call. They were smelling this from the road. So so I trap a lot of logging roads and I go off 50, 75, 100 feet from the road, um, make my set. And they would, they would be traveling along the road. You watch the tracks and they just, as soon as they hit where the our northwest wind is typically predominant wind pattern and uh, prevailing wind. And they would hit that and they'd stop. They'd turn instantly and go straight to the set. It's like, oh, geez, my, this lure is working, right? So they'd get to the set and they'd kind of stop and they'd see the box 
and the bait was in the box and they'd start they'd circle the box sometimes they'd go on top of the box they look in the box they go to the back of the box which they couldn't get to because they had to go through the opening on the other side and i just had a heck of a time getting animals to go in that box <laughs> and so um I, I was trying to figure out, I was racking my brain trying to figure out what I can do in order to get those animals to go to go in that box, especially when they're not that hungry. What I did notice, if a storm is coming or if we had some super cold weather, uh, they'd just suck it up and they'd figure it out and get in the box and get caught. But I was missing you know, a lot of animals that were coming to the set that were not getting caught. If I had a foothold in front of the box, I'd have caught them. You have to check that every 24 hours, and I'm 50 miles from home in a lot of those sets. So I started using glands from the Martin and Fisher that I caught and a few weasels and, and kind of blending them up and mixing them with some Tonquin musk and putting them in the box, inside of the box while I had my long-distance call up above the box. And all of a sudden, animals started going in the box. And so I, my theory was that there was, in addition to just like the hunger uh, attractant, there was a little bit of, oh, something else has been here. I'm really curious about that. I want to figure that out. I'm going to go into that box. Whatever it was, it worked. And so I started looking at different formulations where I can include gland as a major component, mustela gland as a major component. And uh, as you can imagine, the very first thing I ran into was you can't make a lure in production with Martin and Fisher glands. They're, they're just very hard to come by. And uh, you can't, they don't add up very, very quickly. And so um, I was able to get mink glands at a very, uh, very large quantities um, and very consistently. So that, that worked pretty well. Um, if folks have Martin glands, I save all mine and I still use them. And if you, you want to trade me some Martin glands, I'll use them for my own trapping. Um, I, I really think they're very, very, very effective. But uh, anyway, I so I started developing this lure, and I looked at, you know, a, a lure you, you want, I think I mentioned this earlier, but you want ingredients of lure to complement each other and not just kind of duplicate each other. And so uh, it, one example that I'll talk about, I might talk about it, we're kind of running, we're running pretty long here, we're over an hour, but I may talk about it in a, in a little bit, but um, it, just understanding kind of what ingredients go together well, um, what to use as the base, like like some guys mentioned before, a base uh, can be pretty important. There's guys like Russ Carmen says that uh, a base needs to ha needs to be a calling agent in its in itself, or or it's useless. And and I don't necessarily agree with that, but I can see where he's he's coming from, and I I certainly respect that um, that view. But anyway. Um, I was able to create a lure where um, the base was indeed a, a very attractive food element. Um, that's not fish oil. Like a lot of the, ba the bases are and a lot of stuff is not meat like a lot of the bases are. Um, it's a very unique base and it's a very attractive base for a number of different predators. Um, this is going back to the whole thing. I'm not a good bull BSer, um, not a good marketer. And uh, I was starting off, I said, I'm going to share all my ingredients for all my lures and how to make them with everybody. I don't care. Um, I started doing that. And uh, a couple of things happened. One, guys were start calling me out on stuff on YouTube. And it was it was unbelievable. Everybody had um, 
everybody had decided that because I was able, because I shared all of what was in my lures that they were going to provide an opinion on how they worked, even though, even if they didn't have any experience with them. Um, and the other thing was, it just didn't seem to have that, uh, appeal that it had when I started saying, well, I've got this lure. I'm just not going to tell you what's in it. Um, but it's really good. And all of a sudden a bunch of people buy it and people love it and it works great. And so I, my goal here is to get the lure in your hands so that you can catch fur with it and it works for you and you can use it with confidence. And so I'm trying to figure out a way to, to put on my magical sorcerer hat and say, Hey, look, man, I'm not going to tell you what's in here, but it's really good. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's a unique lure and I can't tell you it's a secret because nothing's really a secret. But anyway, this is, this is kind of, um, this is kind of a small secret because you're not going to know what's in this lure. But uh, the base is really attractive. Um, it's it's a food attractant. It's very unique. It is uh, it is fermented to a certain point and then stopped and preserved in sodium benzoate in order to uh, to get just the right smell, just the right calling power. Um, the other large element to it um, adds additional attractant it's a very universal attractor um there is uh the gland the mink glands that are in here that is a very large component of this and uh, a number of a number of other uh, uh several other musks and essential oils put it that way um but anyway i i i made this up and i started using it and it started working and it worked just as well, it seemed. You know, the sample size with the Martin glands was pretty small because I ran out of Martin glands, but it seemed to work just as well. And so I started sending it to guys all over the country, um, and I announced it on the podcast, and people people got in touch with me to test it, and, and I got a bunch of feedback. And um, that was uh, that was really encouraging. I decided, okay, you know, this is, this is working. I'm going to put it on the market. So I started selling it in addition to my long distance call. Um, but the, the thing is when I first, when I initially formulated this, I added, I had skunk essence and I really felt that it didn't need skunk essence in order to do what it was doing. Um, there's another ingredient here that also allows, holds and disperses odors quite well. Um, and that it is not quite as volatile, volatile, but, um, so I decided, I, you know, the Predator Plus I was using very effectively in cold weather, but I decided I wanted to have, um, I wanted to have a separate lure that didn't have the skunk in it. And that's why I developed a, a, a line of each. You know, I have Predator and Predator Plus. One has the skunk essence, one doesn't. That's the only difference in those two lures. That's it. Um, still, the Predator Plus outsells Predator 2 to 1. Um I think guys are just loving the skunk and they're sold on the skunk, but everybody that has bought Predator has been happy with it. So as far as I know, so far, um, and so uh, I know that works, and I'm kind of trying to push guys a little bit more towards, you know, buy the Predator and then maybe go find get a little skunk essence, maybe put a few drops on it when it's cold. Um, but, but really, I mean, this is a really good lure by itself. And if you 
trapping early in the season. I, I really think you're doing yourself a disservice by adding skunk to this. That's my opinion. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, there's a few guys on the chat going through, talking about somebody's lure. I don't know who that is. Uh, 15 PA trapping, 15, 20 sets of casters, froze, 10 four-ounce jars. Yeah, blended caster is hard to beat. Um, Folks. Seldom fails says that's why folks need to test the lures they buy in order to make any decision. Yes, um, that that's a pretty good policy. Just just buy a lure and then test it out yourself. And I I think give it a good test. You know, don't just I don't think just one one spot, one dirt hole or whatever. You know, I I try it in a few different conditions. Try it, get a little better sample size if you have time for it. Uh, because uh, I, I think it, it's. If you go out and just so happens that um, the coyote, maybe there's a yearling coyote that's right next to your area that you set up that test lure and it's there that day and you come back the next day and oh man, it's all dug up and everything looks great. You know, maybe that animal would have dug just about anything up. Um, or maybe you, you set that out and there's nothing in that area or there's just the conditions, the wind is a certain direction, that animal walked just past it and didn't even smell it. You know, so I, I think you, you do have to um, try to uh, try to get a pretty good sample size and, and use multiple test sites in order to test the lure. But I think it's a great idea to, uh, to test lure that you buy just to make sure that it's going to work for you. One of the things that I... I don't think I don't have the book in front of me right now, but um, Charles Dobbins wrote a book uh, called "Testing Something About Testing Baits and Lures." I can't remember the exact title, but I I read that book and that was pretty eye-opening because uh, he was a very experienced trapper and he talked about experiencing cases where a particular lure would work really well for one person in an area and then another person just um, you know maybe 50 miles away it didn't work at all and so uh, it it's really um, it's really important for you to make sure that in your particular situation that that is going to work the other important thing is to change things up don't use the same lure all the time every set uh, like we I think we mentioned before okay and finally um, this I got this I get another I get several other lures anyway I got muskrat magnet and uh, that is just a muskrat lure. I think like 90% of the muskrats you trap, you probably don't need any lure at all. I've, I've hardly used lure for muskrat trapping. Um, but I wanted to try some out. And, uh, you know, it's attractive to muskrats. It works. I think you could probably put uh, uh, toothpaste on a little pile of mud and grass and you catch muskrats really easy. So uh, don't, don't think that that is just anything special. Um, but I, I can guarantee you that everybody else's muskrat lure on the market is nothing special either. It's just a mixture of some of these things. So um, anyway, um, one of the one of the one of the things like with muskrat lure. So my thoughts uh, on a balanced lure, making a balanced lure, making um, lure with ingredients that complement each other. So when I when I put together this muskrat lure, I decided I was going to try to make a well balanced lure, and so I included. Um, and this is something I learned from Kel, uh, Kellen Cotts from Cotts Brothers Lures, who has a ton of experience with this. Um, but he said, you know, you have you want to have um, 
for, for muskrats in particular, but for any species, think about this um, in, in just broad, in broad terms for lure making. You want to have these different ingredients that complement each other. For muskrats, I'm thinking um, I wanted to have a musk, a musk type, musky type of scent, uh, similar to like muskrat glands, a sweet scent, and a mint or minty scent. Um, those are things like, uh, you know, like sweet and sour, uh, things that uh, complement each other, things that go together well. And so um, the, the musk on there is ambrette musk. It's very similar to muskrat glands. Uh, the, the sweet is sweet flag um, and the, the mint is spearmint. So there you go. You got my secret ingredients. I'm not going to tell you the, um, I'm not going to tell you much about anything else. Good waterproof base on it. And I won't tell you the proportions of each that I use because that is the magical secret. Um, but anyway, that's a muskrat magnet. Um, Nathan Lafort says, I kept gusto in my dorm room so my nose hardly detects skunk anymore. <laughs> you go heavy on skunk that adds to the confidence you're absolutely right Nathan you're absolutely right and uh yeah I think I think uh another trick is just put that LDC out ahead of time in some some places and that you know ho hopefully if you you know, come back a couple weeks later you'll still have the uh you'll still have the predator you'll still have the predator scent there um I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about I'm getting it's getting late um Sack oil versus bee, beaver tail oil. Um, so, okay, seldom. Good. That's a good one. So, in my experience, in beaver beaver sack oil, beaver sack oil is a very consistent attractant to all predators. Um, it is. It's good. It's. I mean, I I find it to be extremely extremely attractive um i'm not sure exactly why um it's probably the same reason that beaver caster is probably the best attractant out there beaver tail oil is like this it works in some cases and in some cases it doesn't um it can elicit a really strong digging response at dirt holes but it can also um it can also cause animals to kind of just get on it once and figure out what it is and never come back. And I don't know why. Uh, I, I can't I can't explain it, but uh, that's probably the reason that um, lure makers are always looking for oil sacks. As far as beaver tail oil, they I mean I've got guys say they they've caught they've they've caught beaver with beaver tail oil which is just doesn't seem right it's not i mean it's not it doesn't smell anything like you know oil sacks uh sack oil or or a caster or anything like that so um but it, but you can catch anything on beaver tail oil there's i know i think oscar uh oscar cronk's lures i i smelled a lot of seemed like beaver tail oil on a, on a lot of that um I there I use beaver tail oil as part of a formulation in one of my lures. I do think that it helps um, it helps kind of hold odors together and and keep them calling for a longer period of time. But beaver tail oil in itself, um, you need to test it. 
that's seldom fails perfect example of needing to test because I know so many people that some people swear by beaver tail oil and that's they they use it very consistently it's awesome and I know other people who've tried it once and will never use it again um, so yeah uh, PA never tried making muskrat lure really trapped them much but I did grow some mint this year there you go uh, Autocat sack oil is top of the list in my opinion uh, Judith and Dan I heard of people catching beaver on Vic salve yeah that's that's the uh, I think that's the mint uh, side of things uh, PA I think sack oil is in a lot of beaver lure floats on the water like oil yeah that could be um, that that could be it but there's a lot of things like popular bud oil does the same thing that'll just kind of disperse off the on the surface uh, of the water Okay, so finally, this Birch River Beaver Lure. Um, so this is something that I developed for beaver trapping, but it's it's heavily caster-based. Uh, should I share the ingredients in this? Probably not. Um, <laughs> I, I got to be this uh, magic uh, uh, magician and have a bunch of secrets and potions. So uh, anyway, there are a few ingredients. This is very simple, but beaver casts are just hard to beat. And so this thing has, um, it has an ingredient that helps to kind of spike up the caster a little bit and make it more, uh, God, I, I have a hard time explaining this, but put it this way, this ingredient you put, um, okay, so, so I mix, so there's, there's, couple of other ingredients in this lure and I put one of them I'll put one of them in with the caster and I'll mix it up and you smell and you smell and I do this a lot I add a little bit and I smell and I add a little bit and smell and as this other ingredient it smells like nothing almost in my opinion a lot of people say it smells like this it smells like that to me I get very little smell out of it and I started try testing it out on different things and i got it from cotsboros i thought what is the attraction of this it doesn't do anything i don't understand i mix that in with the other ingredients and it just pops it, it's it's just a totally different odor and i'm not sure why um but i can see why people use it right um it, it actually it, it helps and i'm not saying you could take ground caster and you do 95 percent as well but this might give a little more 5% uh, or so. So anyway, um, yeah, this and, and this does have a little bit of uh, lithium grease in it to kind of help uh, keep the water down. Uh, this is a fascinating lure because um, I, I tested it out. One of the things that Charles Dobbins talks about is, is to test the uh, calling power of lures is putting it out, um, say, out in the weather, and you put a lure put one this day, put one this day, put one this day, and just kind of see how long they last. This thing was like two weeks and I was still walking by it and didn't even have to get close to it and I could still smell it. And it was just steady, just a steady output of scent and, and rain and wind and dry. It just did not knock it down. Um, so this has been a really good lure. It's an excellent beaver lure. It's very, uh, well, it's 30 bucks. Um, it was more expensive. I bumped up the price of some of the others because everything's out of control. But um, 30 I think you're getting a pretty good deal for what I pay for the ingredients in it. Uh, but this is not just a beaver lure. Uh, this is a case where Birch River, this this could be used. Um, 
there there's a little bit of a beaver food attractant to it well not a little bit there's quite a bit but that's not going to deter uh, predators from this lure and uh, you're going to catch bobcats lynx with this lure um, it's it's a good change up for coyote fox uh, i use it with martin i catch martin and fisher with this um, I, I just, I get tired of using the same thing and I'll put a little bit of this on, um, and, or when I'm making a bunch and I have extra empty cans and I, or I clean up with paper towels and I put the paper towels in a container and I'll put those out in my trap line. It works. It works really, really good. It's, it's just, uh, you can't, you can't go wrong with beaver caster and there's a few added things in here that, that help it even more. Um, another quick thing for you guys that are Martin trapping and it's probably, yeah, it works for Fisher too. Um, early season, a little bit of perfume at the set works great. Um, and uh, a little quick little spray with, I use uh, the cheap version of Chanel number no. five and that works awesome. I have another little lure that I, I've been, well, it's, it's a very tried and true and I may actually or sell it, sell a little bit of it, but it's basically the same idea. It's uh it's more of a, a musky early season lure that, that work really well for Martin. Um, so anyway, that's that. I'm going to check the chat really quick and then I'm going to end this. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for the thumbs up. People sticking around. Thanks for all the really productive comments and thank you for the super chats, man. That is awesome. I really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to check out the uh, trappingtodaystore.com up at the top of the comments. Use that code LURE10 for 10% off. That's good till the 10th of September. So you get a uh, you got a week and a half or so uh, to get that done, but I'd get get on it right now um, because prices are up. That's one of the things I, I didn't talk about. Um, my my base ingredient for a lot of these lures is up by 50%. The jars are up by like 30%. Uh, a lot of the ingredients, some of the ingredients have stayed the same, but a lot of them are up. Uh, a lot of them ran out of stock, and I was worried I wasn't going to get any. That's kind of getting better now. Shipping is up. Everything is just uh, out of control with inflation. And I need to replace these supplies when I sell the lures. I need to be able to get ingredients back in stock. And so uh, the price is up, and I apologize for that. But uh, it, it's, I, I think you're gonna, I think you're getting, you're, you're getting a good product for, for what you're paying. And uh, if you, uh, if you get that predator pack, you're gonna save a lot of money there. Save the 10% off, and. Uh, and remember, on some of this lure, a little bit goes a long way uh, in, in a lot of cases. So thank you, guys. Let's check the chat here. Um, Curios, Autocats says, Curiosity is a killer. Great stuff there, Judith and Dan. Uh, Canadian beaver casters. Oh, you want to get into the northern versus southern caster? Maybe we should do that. I don't, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Um, great first night catch lure. Uh, heard that I there there are um, there are different opinions there are different opinions on uh, the effectiveness of northern versus southern caster it seems like everybody believes that in the north it doesn't matter but in the south some people believe that northern caster is uh, is not as attractive to southern beavers uh, or they shy away from it, or they're afraid of it. I don't. I don't really understand what's uh, what's going on. I've talked. Uh, when I started seeing a lot of that, I I started asking questions to a lot of people, um, kind of behind the scenes, and 
it's that's not the that's not that's not the universal belief. There's a there's a lot of different conflicting opinions on that. So, um, it, it, I I certainly think there's a different smell based on when uh, you know th- those animals' diets, uh, depending on what what those beavers are eating, different places. Uh, our our beaver eat, feed on a lot of aspen. Uh, obviously, in the south, you're not going to have that. You're going to have a much different diet, and and you could expect maybe the castor smell a little different. I personally think when you blend it all up together, you're not going to notice. Um, but anyway, that's that's my thoughts. Um, I hope you guys. I hope this was somewhat useful and give you a little idea about lure making and uh, maybe you know what what's going on in my head, why I'm making lures and and how I'm making lures and all that stuff. So anyway, um, thank you very much. Thanks, Yo Trapper. Appreciate that. And uh, we will be back with a with another episode on a different topic next week. I don't know if we'll I don't know if I'll be on YouTube, but uh, we'll see. Thanks again for everybody tuning in here, and thanks for folks listening into the podcast. Don't forget to support our sponsors, Cots Bros and Onyx Maps and Trapping Today Store. Until next time, guys. Keep on talking trapping. Keep on thinking trapping. We'll catch you on the next episode.